With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello. 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 How are you? Is this Miss Janice? Yes. Hi. Uh, I'm trying to get uh, Christy on the line, too, because her phone doesn't want her to get into the call. So, um, oh, good. Okay, good. Hold on one sec. <laughs> Christy? No. Hold on. Hello. I'm here. Hello. Oh, there you go. You did it. Yeah, you sound real clear. Real clear. Very good. Is Ida there? Yes, I'm here. All right. Okay. You did it. Okay, good. (laughs) Yeah, success. Yeah. Uh, I called uh, Tina Boone, and uh, she's taking her go lightly, and uh, so she said she probably wouldn't join us tonight. Oh. Uh, know what go lightly is. Mm-hmm. So I think everybody I'm knows. I'm here, Mama. I'm here, Mama. Oh, hey, baby. Hi, Mommy. You know, uh, I I have not talked to Dana. Uh, She'll usually call me and tell me if she is or she ain't, but I hadn't talked to her. I called her, uh, and she didn't answer. Oh, really? I was going to see if she could three-way me in. Right. Oh, well. She's off and running somewhere, probably. Um, okay, well, I've got my pen here on John 12 and uh, 36. What do y'all say? Hold on one sec. I got Yep. Okay, okay. Good. Okay, John 12 
and 36. That's where we'll that's where we'll start. Um, okay. I was looking um, I was looking up a, a a scripture and I I got I got I lost my place. But anyway, we'll we'll just. Mm-hmm. Wow. All right. Well, let's go ahead and uh, we'll we'll pray. Father, we thank you for this time. Thank you, Lord. You're our ever constant companion. Lord, you walk with us and you talk with us. You're our 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 guest at at everything that we attempt to do. Lord, you said that you would walk beside us. That's what that's what you told us, and you're always here, and and we're, with gladness we enter in to your word tonight, Lord. Pray that you would, as as you uh, as it were, are listening in, uh, that you would add what you want to say, and that's what we want to hear. We want to hear from you, dear Lord. Bless all the people that'll be coming tonight, Lord. I ask in Jesus' name. I, pr- I do pray for um, a Tina Boone, though, uh, with this uh, problem she's having, Lord. Just keep your hand on her, that everything will go well with her. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Um, okie dokie. Uh, remember last time we was talking about... Uh, uh, I was I was uh, entering in some words like he said while you have the light believe in the light or as I was saying while you have your life believe in the life which is Jesus Christ because one day you're gonna die and uh, there's there's no uh, as the scripture says there's no um, no life in the grave. That's it. Um, so you have to walk while it's day. Do what you're going to do, and and uh, because you may not get another chance. Uh, that reminds me of uh, what happened to me today. Uh, every time I had uh, a girl graduated school with me, her name was Margie Jeans. And uh, we was we was good friends, and so we've kind of kept kept uh, uh, in touch. Well, uh, we all our graduating class got together, and come to find out, she is a she is a um, she is a, a good Christian, and she asked me <clears throat> if I would go by and talk to her sister. Her name is Marie. It used to be Jeans, and uh, I said I, I will. And every time I pass that house, uh, I think about it. This morning, I thought about it. Well, I came home early today and didn't even go to the store. I just came on home, and 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 it came to my mind. There, this is my perfect time to go by that house. And, um, you know, I went by, and she wasn't home. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Makes you wonder, 
you know, uh, I, I, I just felt like the Lord was uh, uh, talking to me. But there she was not home. That happens to me so much. I'll want to talk to somebody and I'll go and they won't be home. Makes makes me wonder. About the anyway. time you didn't listen to that, though. About the time huh? you didn't listen. I say, about the time you didn't listen to that, they would have been home and you would have missed your opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but anyway, I'm trying to walk in the light that 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 I have, but sometimes it seems like it's darkness. <laughs> but anyway, well, we'll start in verse 37, uh, John 12 and 37. Uh, and I'm, I'm reading out of my book here. It says, even though... Let me, uh, let me, uh, give me one minute. I've got to answer this. Would you please drop Kaylee off at my driveway? Okay, thank you, thank y'all. Okay, here we go, verse 37. Um, look, look at 36, he says, while you have the light, Believe in the light, have faith in it, hold to it, rely on the light, that you may become sons of the light and be filled with light. Jesus said these things, and then he went away and hid himself from them, or he was lost to their view. Uh, Okay, then verse 37 says, Even though he had done so many miracles before them, right before their eyes, yet they still did not trust in him and failed to believe in him. Saying of Isaiah, the prophet might be fulfilled which he spake, Lord, who has believed our report? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? Therefore, they could not believe because that Esaias Esaias said again. He has blinded their eyes and hardened their heart that they should not see with their eyes nor understand with their heart and be converted and I should heal them. Now here we come up with this again about God hardening hearts 
and uh, blinding eyes and and all that. And um, we've talked about it before, but let let me just say again what I I believe, uh, you know, from the get go where it, he said to have hardened Pharaoh's heart. I don't think it's it's ever uh, God would ever say that until Pharaoh had hardened his heart so many times that uh, that God saw that you know he was not going to to obey, and so it's said that I the way I feel that it is that God left it there. God allowed that hardness to remain. It's not that God hardened it, but Pharaoh so many times had had uh, lied and and uh, uh, you know he he wouldn't do what he said he is going to do. So uh, I feel that God just allowed it to be so. And I think this is what's happening here. Um, you know, all as it said here, even though they had seen these miracles right before their eyes, yet they remained in unbelief. So I don't think it happened on them, uh, uh, just everybody, because of the next scripture down here. It'll, some of them got saved. But I think these people that had have had it before their eyes time after time after time and still will not believe, I think God just allows them to stay in that position. And it, he said to harden their hearts, but um, I, I, it's only after they persisted in hardness of heart. What do y'all think? Mm. Sounds right. We know there's no unrighteousness with God. And look at Israel. Israel right now is in darkness. And um, they're blinded simply because time after time, uh, century after century, they uh, they didn't trust God. They would not keep their promises, and so man down over the centuries, uh, God is said to have hardened their heart and blinded their eyes. If that's what they chose for themselves, well, be it so. Sorry, that was Daisy. I didn't hear nothing. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Uh, look what what uh, it, it says here. Uh, uh, verse forty. He has blinded their eyes and hardened and benumbed their callous, degenerated hearts. He's made their minds dull to keep them from seeing with their eyes and understanding with their hearts and minds 
and repenting and turning to me to heal them. Um, let's see, who was it? Uh, maybe it was Jonathan and uh, me talking. Uh, he is saying that God is a merciful God, and uh, if you come to him, he's, he's all, his mercy endureth forever, and his mercy endureth forever. We talked about that scripture where it ends every verse saying that. But I said, yet, but Jonathan, um, there comes a time, I believe, that God will allow that hardness or that disobedience to take root and stay there. Um, you know, I, I believe that, as, as some people call it, sending your day of grace away. I think it's maybe that God wouldn't uh, uh, wouldn't forgive you and take you back, but I believe you your own self has set the set the die as they say and uh, chosen that for so long that God just allows you to not be sensitive to the wooing of the Holy Ghost of God, and um, you're, you're, you know, he said, uh, I, I, I won't forever deal with you, like back in the days of Noah, um, and I think that's what's happened there, uh, uh, verse 41 says, Isaiah said this, back in 40, Isaiah said this because he saw God's glory and spoke of him. Among the chief rulers also, and he believed on him. But of the Pharisees, they did not confess that they should be put out of the synagogue. For they love the praise of man more than the praise of God. Jesus cried and said, He that believeth on me, believeth not on me, but on him that sent me. Mama, read that out of your book. Now, now for all around, I'm sorry, I've lost my place. That was, that was 44. Read that out of your book. Um, John 12 and 24. 12 and 44. Huh? 12 and 44. Verse 44. 12 and 44. Okay. Um, let me, let me read this. Um, I got back there and started looking for that scripture again. Um, uh, verse 42 says, and yet, now this is what I was talking about, and yet in spite of all this, many, even of the leading men, the authorities and the nobles, did believe and trust in him. But because of the Pharisees, they didn't confess it for fear that they would be expelled from the synagogue. <laughs> 
for they love the approval and the praise and the glory that came from men instead of more than the glory that comes from God. They valued their credit with men more than their credit with God. Verse 44 says, But Jesus loudly declared, The one who believes in me does not only believe in and trust in and rely on me, but in believing in me, he believes in him who sent me. Now, here we go again. <laughs> this is the, the, um, the oneness of God. This is the, the, trinity, the acting trinity from the one God. Um, he said so many times, I and the Father am one. You've seen me. You've seen the Father. And so he said, if you believe, uh, if you believe in me, you've believed in the Father too. And I might add another one: you've believed in the Holy Spirit too, because there are three in one. It said he loudly declared this fact. Uh, and verse 45 says, And who, whoever sees me sees him who sent me. You know, that that's clear. There shouldn't be that much controversy about it. Uh, a, tr- a God choosing a trinity to better explain what an eternal omniscient, omnipresent, uh, 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 what's the other one? Uh, omniscient, omnipresent, and... Uh, Omnipotent. Uh, omnipotent. Oh, yeah, omnipotent. Uh, God would do. You know, his, his thoughts are so far above us, but he's just helping us to understand how this is all happening. But he's he is one God manifested in three persons. It, it, ain't that clear to y'all? Yeah. Oh, okay. Verse forty six says, "I have, I have." Come as a light into the world, so that whoever believes in me, whoever cleaves to and trusts in and relies on me, may not continue to live in darkness. And believe not, I came not to judge the world but to save the world. He that rejected me and receiveth not my words hath one that judgeth him. The words that I have spoken, the same shall judge him in the last day. For, for I have not spoken of myself, but the Father which sent me, 
he gave me a commandment which I what I should say and what I should speak. Amen. Let me read all of this what this says, verse forty seven. If anyone hears my teaching and fails to observe them, don't keep them, in other words. It's not I who judges him, for I have not come to judge and to condemn and to pass sentence and to inflict penalty on the world, but to save the world. Now, that was his first uh, mission. He came as a savior, but we all understand that the second time he will come as judge. And verse 48 says, Anyone who rejects me and sets me at naught, refusing to accept my teachings, has his judge, however, for the very message that I've spoken will itself judge and convict him at the last day. These words we're studying right now, they're eternal, and they're settled in heaven, and and they... Its message will judge us. Won't be no changes. It's just one one message. Uh, 49 said, This is because I have never spoken on my own authority or of my own accord or as self-appointed. But the Father who sent me has himself given me orders concerning what to say and what to tell. They're in total agreement. Verse 50 says, And I know that his commandment means eternal life. So whatever I speak, I'm saying exactly what my Father has told me to say and in accordance with his instructions continue in verse chapter 13 is that it 13 verse Of the Passover, when the hour will come, that he depart out of this world unto the Father, having loved his own which were in the world, he loved them unto the end. And supper being ended, the devil having now put into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon sent to betray him. Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands and that he was come from God and went to God. Do y'all know what that noise is? No. Hmm. Okay. Uh, So verse 4 says, got up 
Okay, verse 3 said that Jesus, knowing fully aware that the Father had put everything into his hands and that he had come from God and was now returning to God, got up from supper, took off his garments, and taking a servant's towel, he fastened it around his waist. Hmm. that he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them the towel wherewith he was girded. Then cometh he to Simon Peter, and Peter said unto him, Lord, dost thou wash my feet? Jesus answered and said unto him, What I do... Thou knowest not now, but thou shalt know hereafter. Oh, I, before we get any further than this, let me tell you the conversation I had with my pastor. Uh, he, we had talked about foot washing one time, and he, he is saying that he had been involved in it, and I said, I have too. And it was such a blessing and uh, so while I started studying this a while ago, I called Brother David, and I said, do you remember us talking about that? Yeah, you remember. I said, well, you know, I wish you would study up on this and, uh, and pray about it. Actually, as we'll get on down here, Jesus told us to do it. But uh, what what... I told, uh, you know, it would just be for the ones that that really would desire to enter into some earthly thing that the Lord did. And, you know, it's not a funny thing. It is not to be entered into uh, with frivolity. But uh, you know, I I think I would I would like to do that. Hmm. Uh, uh, it's like Brother David said. He said, "Well, it's just teaching humility that you would you would do anything. You would do the lowest menial task for your brother." And I said, "Yeah, that's that's right." But sometimes just saying it uh, is not as powerful <laughs> as actually doing it. Uh, verse, verse. Look at this picture. Verse four said, "He got up from supper, took off his garment, and taking a servant's towel, he fastened it around his waist." In other words, he took off his outer garment. Then he poured water into the wash basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with that towel with which he was girded. I can see a big old, a big old towel that's you know that uh, would wrap around him with the spare. Verse six yeah. says, when he came to Simon Peter, Peter said to him, Lord. Are are my feet 
to be washed by you? Or is it for you to wash feet? And verse 7 said, Jesus said to him, You do not understand now what I'm doing, but you will understand later on. Now, is verse 8 mine? Uh, yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Peter, Dana, are you here? That was me, Mama. Oh, okay. I thought I heard two people say yes, ma'am. <laughs> uh, verse 8, Peter said to him, You shall never wash my feet. Jesus answered him, Unless I wash you, Peter, you have no part with me. You have no share in companionship with me. So Peter said unto him, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. Jesus says to him, He that is washed needeth not save to wash his feet, but is clean every whip. And ye are clean, but not all. For he knew who should betray him. Therefore said he, ye are not all clean. Now remember, they're all sitting around. Uh, they're all together here. And uh, after Simon Peter said that, uh, well, if that's what that means, and uh, he said, you know, here's another meaning of foot washing, is that that uh, uh, as it'll as he said uh, uh, in verse ten, it's a picture of a cleansing, a daily cleansing. Our feet are a picture of walking in this world. How we get our feet contaminated sometimes, how that just in daily living, we don't always do those things that Jesus would do or think. So we have to say, Lord, I, my thought life wasn't right, or I shouldn't have answered hastily like that. And that's what we call a spiritual foot washing. That's what Jesus was talking about. He said, you're clean, you're clean, but you get dirty walking in this world. So confess every time you do something or think something that's not right, you confess and say, uh, you know, what confession is. You name that sin. And so that's what he is saying the foot washing did. It, it cleansed from defilement of physical dirt and that was a picture of spiritual sin. That's how we stay clean before God. Verse uh, uh, 12. 12. Mm -hmm. So yes. when he had finished washing their feet and had put on his garments and had 
sat down again, he said to them, Do you understand what I've done to you? Call me Master and Lord, and you say, Well, for so I am. If I then, your Lord and Master, have washed your feet, ye also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that ye should do as I have done to you. Okay, verse 14 and 15. Don't that look like a command? Yeah. Well, it says you ought to. Yeah. Verse 14 says... If I then, your Lord and Master, your your the teacher, have washed your feet, you ought, it is your duty, you are under obligation, you owe it to wash one another's feet. For I have given you this as an example, so that you should do in your turn what I have done to you. Well, why don't we do that, y'all? It's the same as the um, the scripture that says, if you want to be great in God's kingdom, learn to be the servant of all. Or like Brother Melvin says, it's all about serving others. Were you able to hear that? Uh, that verse sixteen. Uh, no, no. I was, I was just saying. Yes, yes. Uh, you are exactly right. You are right. You know, Jesus took on the form of a servant. He serves us, and and we are to serve others. That that verse sixteen, read that, Christy. That that says it too. Verily, verily, I say unto you, the servant is not greater than his lord, neither he that is sent greater than he that sent him. Um, I looked up the word ought. Um. Not the one that's in the Bible, but a good word for ought here is advisability. That, that, you know, you ought to do this. I advise you to do this, but I don't know that it's a command. Um, you know, the least inclination that the Lord would suggest even that ought to make it a divine order, shouldn't it? If he, I mean, he said it was an example, 
And I think he set that example for a reason. He wouldn't have just set that example for no reason, you know. And he said you ought to do this. That's, uh, but we say, we say, uh, oh, well, that's teaching humility. Yeah, and that's enough. <laughs> we don't have to go that far. <laughs> yeah, and besides that, I'm gonna tell you something. That take up a lot of time. Yeah, we ain't got I some time to dwell on on stuff like that. Janice, I I see it as how we observe communion. It's a ceremony that we can observe as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's uh, I I like it myself. But uh, you know, there's no saving efficacy in it. It's just uh it's for us. He said we ought to do it. I don't know if anybody even the Pentecostals I don't think do it. It's other believers. Oh, okay, let's see now where we at. Uh, it, I, did you read 17? Uh, no, not yet. I think that's Christie's. You should be 16. Jan, is it your time? Um, no, uh, no, it's Miss um, yeah. Jan. Huh? Is it my time? Yes, yes, ma'am. Verse 16. Oh, okay. I, uh, no, I think Christy was supposed to read uh, about the servant. The 17, you, verse 17. He's supposed to read okay. 17. Okay, Christy. Okay. If ye know these things, happy are ye if ye do them. I speak not of you all. I know whom I have chosen, as that the scripture may be fulfilled. He that eateth bread with me hath lifted up his heel against me. Hmm. Now, now I tell you before it comes, that when it is come to pass, ye may believe that I am he. Oh, verse 20 says, I assure you most solemnly, I tell you, he who receives and welcomes and takes into his heart any messenger of mine receives me in just that way. 
And he who receives and welcomes and takes me into his heart receives him who sent me in that same way. Is that 19? No, uh, 20. Yours will be 21, Christian. Okay. When Jesus had thus said, he was troubled in spirit and testified and said, Verily, verily, I say unto you that one of you shall betray me. Then the disciples looked one on another. Dolphin of whom he spake. Now there was leaning on Jesus' bosom one of his disciples whom Jesus loved. I could just see this picture. Uh, they're kind of laying over, propped up on one elbow, and uh, and he just kind of looks back at Jesus and says, "Who is it?" And Jesus just told him right out. I don't, I don't think nobody else heard it, but Jesus told John who it was. And I don't know if John even got the picture because it said the disciples didn't know what he was talking about. Uh, verse 24, so Simon Peter motioned to him to ask uh, of, uh, of whom he was speaking. John said, uh, I mean, Peter said, John, ask him. Who's he talking about? He then, lying on Jesus' breast, saith unto him, Lord, who is it? Jesus answered, He it is to whom, it, to whom I shall give a talk when I have dipped it. And when he had dipped the talk, he gave it to Judas Iscariot, the son of Simon. How, how polite do you get? Yeah, really. And after this thought, Satan entered into him. Then said Jesus unto him, that thou, do, that thou doest, do quickly. Now look at this. Now this is a job for Satan, not a demon. But this is a job for Satan. Satan tells his demons, I'll take over now. This is my time to shine. Uh, verse 27 says, Then after he had taken the bit of food, which is a sop, a piece of bread, as it were, Satan entered into and took possession of Judas. Jesus said to him, What you're going to do, do more swiftly than you seem to intend, and make quick work of it. But nobody reclining at the table knew why he spoke to him or what he meant by telling him this. Well, some of them thought because Judas had the bag, Jesus had said unto him, buy those things that we need, that we have need of against the feast, or that he should give something to the poor. He then, having received the thought, went immediately out, and it was night. 
Therefore, when he was gone out, Jesus said, Now is the Son of Man glorified, and God is glorified in him. I've always thought this was pertinent, verse 30. So after receiving the the sop or the bit of bread, he went out immediately, and it was night. Darkness descended upon all the whole world right then. It, it it was night time, but I thought that was fitting that he put it put it right there where Satan has took control of, of Judas and and it turned night. Oh, it looks like it, it looks like only Jesus. I said it looks like only Jesus and Judas knew that Satan was there. I don't think I I think they're all dumbfounded. But do you think the other disciples knew it was Satan that was there? No, verse 28, remember it said, uh, nobody reclining at the table knew why he spoke to him or what he meant by telling him this. Uh, Verse 32 said, And if God is glorified through and in him, God will also glorify him in himself, and he will glorify him at once and not delay, right now. Little children, yet a little while I am with you. Ye shall seek me, and as I said unto thee, Jews, whether I go, you cannot come. So now I say to you, a new commandment I give unto you, that ye love one another as I have loved you, that ye also love one another. Is it 36? 35. 35. Okay. But this shall all men know that ye are my disciples, if ye have love one to another. This is the one that that Gary always likes to say, that if you know you're a Christian, it's by your love. Uh, Simon Peter said to him, Lord, where are you going? Jesus answered, You're not able to follow me now where I'm going, but you shall follow me afterwards. Christy? Oh, I was wondering what that afterwards would be. Die? Uh, I don't know. 37. He said unto him, Lord, why cannot I follow thee now? I will lay down my life for thy sake. Jesus answered him, Wilt thou lay down thy life for my sake? Verily, verily, I say unto thee, 
the cock shall not crawl till thou hast denied me thrice. Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that 38 said, uh, will you, uh, Peter, will you really? Oh, really? Will you really lay down your life for me? I assure you, most solemnly I tell you, before the rooster crows, you will have denied me, completely disowned me three times. Boy, Peter was unbelieving at that, wasn't he? He said, not me, Lord, not me. I'll never deny you. Wow. We don't know what's in this old flesh, do we? Well, we'll stop there, girls. It was good. Um, Any comment or question? Yeah, I want to make a comment. Um, It was Peter, wasn't it, Peter, that said, are you going to wash my feet? Right. And, you know, Jesus knew it wasn't just about humbling himself, you know, to Peter and the disciples, but when he decided to wash Peter's feet, he knew what was going to happen, didn't he, that he was going to deny him three times. Yeah, I, I think that's such a sweet thing where it said he knoweth. He pitieth his children because he knoweth our frame. It's like he's looking in our eyeballs and he's seeing Peter cursing and denying him. All the while, Peter's saying, oh, I'll never, I'll never deny you, Lord. And he, and, uh, it's like our little children, you know, we pity them a lot of times because we know, we know, but they'll big act, you know, yeah. and do everything. You just look well, at he, he must have washed uh, Judas's feet too then if he washed all of the disciples, but it didn't well, mention that, did That's a, that's a, um, a controversial point right there. I I, I, I should have double-checked it. Somebody, uh, oh, no, let's see, it was the Lord's Supper, I believe. Judas left before uh, they had the Lord's Supper, right? Uh, let's see. That's, uh... It don't say, it don't say, but there's some controversy there, and I don't know, I, I don't know, you know, the time element, what happened first and all of that. Yeah, well, it says uh, in verse 2, and supper being ended, the devil having now put into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him. What is that? What did your book say about that? Verse two. Uh, what what channel? Uh, what channel? What uh, chapter? What chapter, what chapter was that? Chapter thirteen, verse two. 
Oh, so it was during supper, Satan having already put the thought of betraying Jesus in the heart of Judas. Now, but when did they do the Lord's Supper? Um... It must have been before this. It must have been. Yeah, it must have been. It uh, uh, another another gospel would probably tell it plain plainer. Yeah, because I don't even see it in this in this book. Yeah, it may not even be there. Hmm. But it was before the crucifixion. It was before the crucifixion. Oh yeah. Last supper. It's probably right here. Not going to tell it in John, maybe. I don't know. We'll think about that, though. Um, so uh, I've got to. I got to get off here and make sure my little girls uh, gets gets here safely. All right, let's pray. Father, we thank you for thank you for being here with us, Lord. We just always kind of like Peter said, Lord, if you, it's so good to be in your presence, just to just shower us with your presence, Lord, and talk with us and walk with us and just mingle with us, Lord. Let our life become your life. Your life become our life, Lord. And just just bless us together with all spiritual blessings. I pray that for these dear ladies here, Lord, that you would just be near and dear to us. Just let us go on the strength of what we've read tonight, that it would be our our food and our drink to to love you more, Lord. I again ask for Miss Tina, Lord, keep her safe. Joel and Lisa, Lord, you you know about that, and and Sedalia and Martha Yarbrough, all these. It's uppermost in my mind, Lord, that you would just take care of all of them. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Amen. Love y'all. Love y'all. Bye bye. Bye. Bye
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.